There's a cherry tree growing in Harding Park. Nobody planted it. It doesn't belong to an orchard or old lady with a pie-baking Ponzi scheme. It's not part of the Harding Community Garden, which is really just a haven for hipsters who like the look of dirt under their black nail polish. I don't know where the tree came from. Actually, maybe some bird shook the seed off its back. Or somebody just spat their pit into a wet patch of dirt and it grew, unwanted, on its own. The sun shone, and the rain came, and boom, a tree. It could happen anywhere. It just, like, grew. There's no sinister backstory. It has nothing to do with magic, or scentist deeds, or Madison. It's just here, and, well... I don't know if anyone's ever really looked at it before. Not just seen it on a hike, but actually looked at it. Spent time with it. Its roots break up the soil, rising like a sea serpent from the murky depths. Its trunk is massive. It stretches up and up, fighting the rest of the forest just to catch a few rays. There's tons of trees out here. All types I'm not smart enough to name. They block out the sun. Everyone always talks about cherry trees in springtime. The white blossoms clustering around the boughs, smelling like a picnic without ants. I wonder if there's any other plant with a reputation like that, only known for the way it pre-games the harvest. But cherry trees are beautiful in summertime too. The leaves are pale green, always backlit by the sun so they look like little glowing disks against the sky. They grow close together, close enough to look like vines in some places. The cherries sprout like Christmas ornaments, little red baubles popping in a patchwork of green foliage and blue, blue sky. You know cherries are my favorite fruit? Were, I guess, my favorite fruit. Obviously, I haven't eaten one in a while, but I still remember my classmates' faces when I brought a box of cherries to class for my 10th birthday snack. That was a splurge for me and my mom at the time. I know cherries aren't at the top of most people's best snack lists. They think of them as a garnish, a topping, a spot of red bobbing in their glass. They don't stop to enjoy the slight rush of sour the little shreds of skin that get caught between your teeth. (laughs) I really miss my teeth. I wonder how many people have ever even had a fresh cherry. They probably think of them like I think of cranberry sauce or hostess cupcakes. Something industrial, canned, manufactured. I used to work at this restaurant and I remember peeling back the lid on a can of cherry filling and getting totally grossed out. It was red and gelatinous, as the costume blood you buy at Halloween. But fresh cherries aren't like that. When I was a kid, back when my mom and I lived in a four-story walk-up in Bed-Stuy, there was hardly any greenery around. But there was this one cherry tree that practically grew into our windows. No one else in our building ever touched it. Clearly, terrified of pesticides or the near-infinite number of germs crawling through New York, My mom, well, 
She wasn't like that. I've never seen her afraid, even when she should have been. She was 32 when I was born, which is practically ancient where I come from, and I guess it gave her an extra firmness. She always told people I was an accident, but I know that's not true. She was no stranger to premarital sex, not after coming here on a student visa and getting the true college experience, aka learning how to roll a joint and suck dick. She knew how to use a condom. She was a research assistant in a bio lab at a CUNY, for Christ's sakes. Honestly, I think she was just tired of waiting for someone else to build her family. She wanted to make a real home. Funny how she still ended up lonely. When she noticed the cherries budding outside her window, her eyes glowed like a mirror left in the sun. As always, she went right to work. The landlord had jammed all the building's windows so they only opened a few inches, and Mom had to break the hatch so we could crawl out onto the fire escape. It was beautiful out there. The tree branches grew alongside the rusted metal, so you had to crawl across parts of the platform to get to the industrial stairs. We wormed our way through the leaves to fill my mom's trusty purse with dozens of overripe cherries. She was at her happiest out there scaling the outside of the building, weighing herself down with something actually worth holding for once. I thought she looked like a fairy queen or a new kind of Disney princess. Her thick hair tied up and her brown arms stretched out among the leaves. No one else ever touched that tree. But my mom, she saw life how it was, wherever it sprouted. She taught me to notice. Showed me a whole new world, to borrow some Disney phraseology. And then she taught me how to speak myself into it. She was used to having an experience only she could articulate. Used to forcing herself in where she wasn't wanted. She made me the melodramatic metaphor-spouting nerd that I am. She's the reason I still notice a cherry tree. Even if it is in the middle of a huge forest. We would wash the fruit in our cracked strainer and dump it into the popcorn bowl. Our fingers reddened as we ate, our hands sticky with juice. Aya, mom would say, Mi amor, si manchas la cobija de tu abuela, te lo juro. She really treasured stuff. Even her hideous cat painting that she found at a flea market. I bet she still has a stack of my kindergarten drawings on her nightstand. Cherries are super pulpy around the pit. You ever notice that? I used to roll them along my tongue, my teeth scraping at the bits of fruit that cling there. God, I even miss biting my tongue. I wanted that burst of flavor again. Want to feel the sour mush dissolve in my mouth. Earlier today, I floated to the top of the cherry tree, focusing on the way it moved through the leaves Bathing is something all ghosts can do, but it isn't always easy. It's like walking into the ocean. The second you enter, there's something working to push you back. I made myself small as a thumbnail, light as a single tiny strain of a single tiny feather. I broke the tree line. For the first time in ages, I was outside Harding above its immediate confines. I could still see the mist below, 
tangling like cotton in the trees. But up here, the sky was blue and essentially endless. The treetops waved, the breeze making its own tides among the leaves. Everything was vibrant, beautiful, and alive. The sun sparkled across the forest. And there was a cherry there, bright as a star atop the Christmas tree. I moved towards it and imagined my mouth, rebuilding my molars from the inside out. My eyes stayed locked on the cherry as I pushed canines out my spectral gums. My mouth ached, a phantom pain. I yanked my new jaw open, I took a bite. But the cherry only crumbled between my teeth, phasing into dirt at the touch of them. I don't know if it still tasted like anything. I'd forgotten to make myself a tongue. podcast. Make sure to tune in next week. Writing is by Leah Hagen. Rebecca Rivera plays Aya. Thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. It really means a lot. Make sure to follow us at Gal Pals Present on Instagram and other social media. This is Juan Giordano, sounding off.